I believe in inspiring people to be the person they aspire to be by doing the things they aspire to do. This podcast is an additional platform to help me do just that. I know a lot, I've done a lot, and I do a lot. By sharing my experience with you all, be the highlight of my day. I will also have family, friends, and colleagues share their knowledge and experiences with me. You think you know me, but you don't know the half. Welcome to Vail's World. It's the team. Yo, 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 what's up? It's your boy Lavelle D. Munger, your host for Vail's World Podcast. And yeah, we have another amazing episode. And today it ain't a special episode. So we back to the basics. So for those that don't know, we start off with a good read. Then we tap into what's popping. And then we have the hot top for the episode. And this one is kind of sticky. <laughs> but before we get started, make sure y'all follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Vales World Podcast. If you would like me to be a guest or a host or whatever you got going on, shoot us an email at Vales World Podcast at ldmonger.com. Let's get on with the show. Today's good read. The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, Powerful Lessons, and Personal Change by Stephen R. Covey. This book has been transformational for me before I even got to this part. Back in eighth grade, I was um, I went to juvenile and a part of my parole, um, I had a DJO. I had to go through anger management and all these leadership courses, which became one of the best things in my life. One of the books they had us read was The Seven Habits of Highly Effective Teens. So it was a lot of small things I learned in that book, some that I was actually doing right and some that I knew I can do better. And I was able to help my younger siblings establish those habits at a younger age because of the knowledge that I was able to gain from the book and the resources that I was able to have. And I kind of see where everything intertwines, the importance of having a credit card, debit card, driver's license, like those small things build responsibility. Anywho, a lot of years later, now I'm reading this book. And again, I'm learning a lot of things that I was doing right and a lot of things I can improve on so I can be more intentional. Dr. Covey's Seven Habit book is one of the most inspiring and impactful books ever written. Now you can enjoy and learn critical lessons about habits of successful people and enrich your lives experience. And it's in a infographics format that makes it easy for you to learn and apply Dr. Covey's habits. So habit number one, be proactive. A lot of times we are reactive with everything that we do and it's too late. So how do you not being too much of a control freak, but how do you proactively prepare for things you encounter in life? Habit two, begin with the end in mind, which allows you to be proactive. If you already have the end in mind before starting anything, before starting your day, before starting a project, before starting a competition, it prepares you to be proactive. Habit three, put first things first, being able to prioritize things. What is going to help you accomplish your goal as efficiently as you can? So being able to organize that priority list, think win-win. How can you 
and others win and benefit from this situation. Because if we all don't win, we all lose. Everyone is losing something. So how can we both win, win? and not win, lose. Seek first to understand, then to be understood. And if both people are doing that, it creates a wonderful conclusion, which allows the win-win to take place. Because it's hard for me to believe that you understand me if you didn't take the time to understand. So we both talking from places and we not asking the right questions to understand each other. So we only basing our perspective, our decision based on what we have, which isn't always fair. So making sure that we ask questions and then making sure that we receive these questions not from a defensive space but from a space of this person is really trying to understand because that is just as important habit number six synergize so when we both on the same page when we both understand and understood everything is synchronized so then we have that synergy we have trust things are flowing naturally things are are allowing us to be opposed to doing and habit seven sharpen the saw continue to get better continue to improve at these things continue to to spread the love to others around you that you that you see have the potential give them this book the seven habits of highly effective people powerful lessons and personal changes by stephan Arcovi is a must read and if you all have any good reads out there feel free to hit us up on our social media outlets at veils world podcast if you read this book if you like it and you got a little more that you want to write about or you got some book suggestions feel free free to shoot us an email at veilsworldpodcast at ldmonger.com. What's popping? Man, it's been a long time since I talked to y'all. And I'm gonna let y'all know why. It's been a very eventful couple weeks. December 10th, I told you all about when I was in Jamaica. After I got back from my flight, thought I had COVID, kind of went down for a little bit. My ears popped on my way back. This happened in 2017. I found out I had impacted earwax. And it took me a week to go to CVS to the Minute Clinic to get that taken care of because I thought I can just do it at home. So this time, the next day, I went straight to CVS, did a COVID test, everything came back negative, and then got my ears clean. And she said, everything is all right. Like, your ears look good. They're not dirty, no impacted earwax, but your eardrum is kind of swollen. You have an ear infection. That was one of the most childish feelings I have felt in a while. My grown ass had an ear infection, and I felt all the symptoms of a baby. The nagging, the annoyance. I felt like something was stuck between my ear and my nose. It was so much, man. And it took a huge toll on me. Uh, I was taking my medicine. I was supposed to take it 10 days straight, twice a day. I ended up missing a couple days. And it reminded me like, hey, we told you to take these antibiotics. Ah, I felt it again. Then I started taking the medicine again. I now feel a lot better. This year, I'm running more. I'm not as fatigued. I'm not as annoyed and irritated as I was because it was annoying. Like my eyes was like crying because just the pressure. Ah, my God. So when when babies have ear infections, I, I feel you. The more we learn. And that led to me not really being in a mood and having a time. So I recorded a lot of episodes, but I haven't even had the time to edit and, and send them out to the world. My mood has really been down. I didn't think about quitting. I, I, I can't quit on you all. But I really had to take a personal break, catch up on some things in RTW, catch up on some things in my personal life. Um, I just moved to a new spot. That's been expensive and a headache within itself. But everything's coming together. Every day something is coming in the mail. My furniture doesn't get here until late February. But I'm happy 
happy. I'm blessed. I have a bed. So that's good. That was a, the first place I started with once I finally had time to sit down. And it was like, yep, yeah, let me get a bed. At least I can have a place that of comfort that I can come home to after a long day of work. And that was important to me, right? So now I'm slowly but surely getting things aligned. So I'm able to get back to my routine of waking up at five in the morning, recording these episodes, finding time between Tuesday and Wednesday to actually edit so I can send y'all, y'all fixing. Because I miss y'all and I know y'all miss me. I won't be right if I didn't say Michael Todd tripping. And a lot of people are so focused on the spit that they forgot the message and that they forgot who he is and what he do. He's very theatrical. That's his style. That's what that's what y'all liked, right? He's very extra. And when you're entertaining, you have to be extra. So the the spitting, the, you know, the all that stuff that he he did was a, a performance. So you can know that it was really spit, especially for someone that wasn't watching and maybe listening, so they can know what was going on. Someone made a statement like y'all nasty, y'all spit in each other's mouths, but now y'all mad because he's spitting in his hands which was crazy as hell but the message behind the act itself was really testing how far will you go for what you believe when so many people may turn back for what you believe what are you willing to do what are you willing to sacrifice to complete the task I know for sure if, once I heard the first little cop spit, I would have been out the door. I can't go that far. And a lot of people can't. It's some people you can offer a million dollars and they wouldn't do that. And they can be in a, the worst improvised situation ever and they wouldn't do it. They can have their baby in a hospital and need a million dollars to recover and they wouldn't do it. So the spitting aside, because at first I thought he just spit in somebody's face. Whenever talking about it, I thought he got nasty with it. I didn't know he literally spit in his hand and wiped it and smeared it on his brother's face again social media will have you thinking the worst so you gotta do your own research i know i couldn't do it like many others i don't know why yet i just don't feel right <laughs> it's in my gut but knowing in life you can't always go with how you feel and what you feel sometimes the right thing doesn't go with what you feel at all doesn't care and, and shouldn't be dictated by how you feel at all that's what i got out of the message but we so blinded by the smeared spit that we can't see past it because of how we've been brought up Spit in the face is disrespectful. It's nasty. There may be a culture out here where spitting in the face is a sign of respect. And it's not nasty. We'll find ourselves pushing our norms on them. Like, hey, you wrong. So yeah, this was popping with me. I ain't gonna go too far into that. If y'all have anything to add to this conversation, feel free to hit us up at Vels World Podcast. That's on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that. If something popping with you, make sure y'all shoot us an email at Podcast at ldmonger.com. Don't forget, y'all can sponsor an upcoming episode. Y'all can leave a voice memo. Y'all can be a monetary investor for as little as 99 cents month all that by hitting us up on our anchor page y'all got the info now to the hot topic relationship holes man so many holes in relationship in our bag of relationships that even if we were to pour in them it will seep and depending on how many holes and the size of the hole by the time we get to our destination to actually drink from this bag it'll be gone one interesting thing that i've learned over the last couple months is that there are some women out here that were to pay for a playstation 5 and jordan's than a simple book now everybody know i love to read i got a lot of books over 100 books and 
groin. I don't ask for video games. I don't ask for shoes. I don't ask for a lot of stuff. Because honestly, I can get all this stuff myself, even a book. But it's crazy. It's certain women out here that'll do all of this for somebody that, that ain't doing shit. They're trying to upgrade their life. And then when they have someone that has their shit together-ish, they may asking for a book, the biggest debate ever, which I didn't need it because I bought the book anyway. But wow. And this is not assumption. This is me listening and hearing her stories, talking to her about past relationships that she may have. And yes, it may be traumatizing. But this is also coming from a man that has spent weekends and went out to eat here, went to this bar, let's go here, let's go there. So it's not like asking for a $20 book and not giving nothing. When you come to my city, I'm showing love. When I go to your city, I'm still showing love. I don't, I don't see where things align. A book. They can support a brother in jail, but can't stand by that man that's going off to college to get a college degree. It's crazy how the world works. And men, y'all, y'all not innocent in this. It's some men out here that can support a woman being a bottle girl, but can't support and be with a woman that's joining a sorority. We have to change the way we think. We have to figure out why certain things trigger us and then be able to explain that to the individual and actually work through it. You complaining about a book. You complaining about going to school. You complaining about joining a fraternity or a sorority, which are things that are created to improve and, and enlighten individuals on different lifestyles, different type of wisdom and things that they can bring and pour back into you. So why is that viewed so negative? Relationship holes. You can't pour into people that have so many holes that they haven't patched up, that they haven't recovered from. Because the more and more that you pour into them, the more and more that's going out and the less that you have to give. Can you get to know someone without spending money? For men, it's a no. Everything we do consists of spending money, especially in the early phase of getting to know each other. I've learned from my experience, women, they just want to go out. A lot of times they don't even know. They just don't want to be in the house because of whatever reason that they had with the ancient person that they had before. So they just don't want to do it. But every time you talk to them, they in the house. And then when y'all do go out, they expect you to spend money. And maybe, you know, in my case, I'm not a real go out person. I love going out. When I do go out, I have fun. I enjoy myself. Spend a lot of money. But that's just because I don't go out as much because I know my habits when I do go out, it balances out. And then when you have another person, you kind of have to double that. You have to double what you are expecting to spend on yourself and allow that person that you invited out to do it as well. One thing I hate is when somebody invite me out and they can't even cover their own ass. Like, don't spend my money. I'm going to have a good time regardless. I'm going to ask you if you want to drink regardless. I'm going to pay for appetizer if you bring me out. Now, if I ask you out, I'm already mentally prepared to, to take over this cost. Even if for my bros, family members, it doesn't matter. If I invite you out, I'm already mentally prepared to cover this. That's how I'm wired. But for men, it's like it's expected it's the entitlement and that when a woman does take the bill or take her side of the bill or whatnot it's like oh shit especially depending on what type of relationship that you all have it's women out here that want to be our friends but then want to get treated as if we're dating and it's life not like that like if we're friends i'm going to treat you like a friend if we just fucking around you know it's some benefits and perks that come with that but we have to be fair with our expectations men as well you have to be real with yourself and understand the type of women that you're attracting and what their expectations are and sometimes you just have to depart because hey we're on two different waves right now i don't need you to go 50 50 but i need you to do something i'm gonna support you on your 
goals like I need you to support me and mine. But certain people just grow up so selfishly. No one cares about your goals in the dating world, which goals should be one of the first conversations that you have with people, honestly, because when they send the end, when they have the end in mind, they can be proactive and you can see where you align in this person's life. You can seek first to understand so that you both can be understood. You can think win-win between you and, and a person that you're in a relationship with. You can put first things first. Both of y'all will be on the same page. Y'all will be synergized. Y'all will know that, hey, we maybe can't, can't do this trip right now because A, B, and C is happening. But if we plan this trip out properly or we figure out resource, we put our resources together, we can make this happen and have the time of our lives. And we can continue to sharpen each other in this process as we both climb and supporting each other and, be, and being comfortable, being vulnerable enough and being able to lean on each other to continue to succeed in life. We can be the best lovers or we can be the best friends. But unconditionally, I want to support you. I want to love on you. I want to be able to trust you. I want to honor you. I want to care for you and vice versa. A person without shit has more to gain than a person with everything that has everything to lose. A person without shit has more to gain than a person with everything that has everything to lose. I know how that feels. I started with nothing. I had everything to gain and I was going to do everything I had to do to get it. And now that I have some shit to lose, I got everything to lose. So now I got to figure out every day, how can I retain this? How can I continue to add to what I have without jeopardizing my future, without jeopardizing all the shit that I went through to get here? And I'm not going to let no relationship and that's family, friends, no women. I'm not going to let no one get in between that because my purpose is bigger than me. The reason I do everything that I do is bigger than me. A lot of people want to imagine the things that I've been through to get to where I'm at. And I'm not busting that for nobody. Trauma has trauma has made everyone have an excuse to treat everyone bad. No, heal, fix that trauma. Being a horrible person isn't normal. And I'm an asshole, but I'm the most sweetest, loving, supportive asshole that you will ever meet. Some people are just assholes because of the experiences that they had in life. And they are still stuck in those experiences. I'm an asshole out of love and kindness. I just talk shit. That's me. If I fuck with you, I talk shit. When I stop talking, that's when it's a problem. Everything is in the red flag. We have to figure out what triggers us and why so that we can be better humans. So we can have a clear vision of what red flags truly are and what are just misinterpretations of our own experiences. Being able to communicate, being able to have self-awareness as well as be aware of your surroundings so you can have the third eye to see through bullshit. Living in fear will only limit you in living. So you have a choice to become a better person, to become better to others, to become better for others, create expectations that you have for yourself that you have for people be able to verbally communicate that so that they can understand so you can finally be understood so you can live a happier life so that when someone that has shown love to you that has shown up for you asks for a book a $20 book doesn't get the same reaction as someone that asks for $200 sneakers a $500 game console some money so they can go out to the club because they are not the same peace and love thank you thank you thank you Join me in my journey to success by following on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Vales World Podcast. If you have any comments, questions, or concerns you would like to address, or you just want to sponsor or feature on an upcoming episode, email me at Podcast at ldmonger.com. Vales World can be heard on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many more. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe, share, leave a review or a voice message, and more importantly, support. 
for as little as 99 cents a month, we can take this thing a long way. Love. It's the team.